Well, um, I think I speak for a lot of people when you anticipated that game last night and you saw actually what happened to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't think it matters what your feelings are. You felt bad. It was like, uh, you know, whether it's a Packers fan and you're thinking about the draft pick or you're a human being thinking about Rodgers, uh, boy, you just felt felt bad last night about what happened and the way it all went down. And I've got takeaways from last night. We'll get into all of that. But uh, watching the it, – it was uh, last night uh, I was doing a cigar dinner. And it, it was our last cigar dinner of the season. And we had a great time at Cortez's. We finished our dinner. And then I get up to do kind of the, the, the show, the speak, whatever. And um, the uh, – I'd said to the room, I said, let's get the Q&A moving so that way we can at least get out of here in time. Uh, if any of you want to get home and watch the game. There was Packers fans there, and there was people that were anticipating watching Rodgers either succeed or fail or whatever, you know. And I said, let's let's do this. We'll get out of here. We'll get out of here pretty quick, and we'll we'll get home and watch the game and maybe catch it by the second quarter, maybe halftime at the latest, you know, that type of thing. And uh, as I started, somebody had yelled out, well, that's it. And I, I said, what are you talking about? And he said, Roger's done, carted off the field. And everybody kind of laughed, saying, yeah, right, whatever. And within two minutes, it was, yeah, here it is. Here's the video. And it was just a little surreal. After watching uh, many of the episodes of Hard Knocks and watching what, uh, you know, it was an electric moment. I mean, because I, I DVR the game, you you go back and you watch Rodgers running out of the tunnel to the adulation of a, of a fan base that you know, like, was out of their minds for this guy, and he hadn't taken a snap yet. And you 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 see him running out on nine eleven with the flag held high. And, oh, by the way, it just came across. Uh, it is indeed officially a tour Achilles in the fourth play. His season is over. And uh, there's a lot of questions now as to whether that was the last snap he will take ever on a field of play again at the age of 40. It is confirmed. He has suffered the torn Achilles. It's what we all figured. It's what we all assumed. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers' uh, season is over. And, it, I mean, it, it literally broke as we were coming on. We're sitting here at 10.04 a.m., and the word just came across the screen that it is now official. The Jets confirmed the torn Achilles. Aaron Rodgers' season has come to an end. He will begin rehabilitation and then contemplate his future. Contemplate his future. So, uh, as a Packers fan, you wanted him to play. You, you didn't want the Jets to win, but you wanted them to play so they could get that first-round draft choice, you know? So uh, now it's, uh, what well, I think it's a, a third-round draft choice with a conditional second or something to that effect. But uh, you, we sat there last night, and then it happened, and it was like, wow, you know, that, that was fast. Um, and then after listening to a few people this morning um, that have had calf injuries that subsequently – ended with a, an Achilles tear. That might have been the forewarning symbol or, you know, forewarning sign that something else was wrong. Uh, also last night, if you were watching on uh, Twitter, David Bakhtiari immediately tweeted out, when is the NFL 
going to outlaw the artificial surface uh, because they're going to, he said something about they're tearing it all up for the World Cup, but they won't tear it up for football players because they don't give a damn about them. Um, and then kind of went on from there. But that being said, it all, it all came crashing down last night for the Green Bay Packers. So uh, in a sense of a draft choice, but it really came crashing down for the Jets. Now, I'm going to give you my takeaways coming up here in a minute. If you got something to say, uh, welcome to the program. I'm glad to have you. But I, it's I, it's the it's the giant pink elephant in the room, and you had to address it right away. Uh, if you want to hit us up, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can also find us uh, over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. Follow me there. Uh, Grant Bill's producing the pro, uh, program at Wisco Grant. You can find me on Instagram and the show on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show on Instagram. Facebook.com, the same, The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, YouTube, great way to subscribe, great way to watch the program and even listen to the program. Turn it on in your shop, your cubicle, whatever it happens to be. Listen to it on your phone. That's through YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Also, if you have the Twitch app, the Kick app, you can find us there. And under the same name, and uh, email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, the website, where you can click on the link and listen live. If you've got a desktop or something, uh, you can do it that way, thebillmichaels.com. Uh, the, the app is WOZN, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison. And you can download the app and listen to us, and then listen to us after the fact on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Um, the but Grant, give me your thoughts from last night, first and foremost, when it happened and kind of the, the feeling. So before the game started, MetLife was it was unlike any NFL stadium I've seen in a long time. You see in college, Bill, all the time when it's a night game and they have their songs or their traditions and there's just an extra energy like Kinnick Stadium at night. Like we've seen Ohio State go in there and, and lose to a way inferior Iowa team because the, right. the atmosphere is wild. I've never seen an NFL game like MetLife last night when Rodgers ran out with the flag and the lights and the smoke and the national anthem. It was insane. And then to have that disappear within a matter of four plays was bizarre. I think we're all sitting at home just trying to figure out what happened. It was over so quickly. I didn't know what to say because the difference between, you know, the the kickoff and the start of the game and then five plays in, the, the difference was unlike anything I've ever seen. It was just insane. Right. So uh, my, my four takeaways from last night, one being the Brewers, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. So the three takeaways from last evening uh, regarding football were, first and foremost, you, you just feel bad for Rodgers, uh, and you understand that as a human being. But that team, even though it was constructed and built and tailored to Aaron Rodgers when he went in there, they've got a top-notch defense. They've got some weapons on offense. Obviously, the offensive line is is awful. But whatever Aaron Rodgers did to tutor Zach Wilson and to, re, I guess, restore or at least prop up his cred or swag or whatever it is inside that locker room, uh, if you listen to Garrett Wilson at halftime, Garrett Wilson, or at uh, the end of the – during the postgame show – Garrett Wilson said, Zach Wilson rallied us. And I, I kind of sat back for a minute. And I said, wait a minute, what? Zach Wilson rallied us and got us together after coming in at halftime. In other words, to say, hey, look, you know, it, wh- whatever's going on with Aaron, it, that we, got, we got a game to play. And so I don't know what he said or what he did. And clearly they didn't trust him. They did not trust him to drop back in the pocket and really kind of turn the football loose. 
Um, but whatever he did at least was serviceable enough to get a win in a in a tough environment. Now, it took him three, four turnovers to do it and a punt return, but they got a win. They got a win without – if you'd have told me that Aaron Rodgers goes down on the fourth play against the Buffalo Bills, that the Jets were going to come away with a win, I would have told you you're crazy. But they did. So whatever he did rallied them, and that worked. So the defense is good enough. The offense, it, they now have to retool it and look at it as, as Zach Wilson's offense. But the whole thing about going out and getting Matthew Stafford and calling Tom Brady, first of all, Tom Brady, no way he's coming back. No way. you got to make the call, but no way he's coming back for two reasons. One, he's not coming back because he's retired and he hasn't worked out and he's even stated it. Uh, but the second thing is, is he's not going to the rival. He's not now going in, in division after being honored at, at Gillette Stadium over the weekend, and all of a sudden, oh, by the way, now I'm a New York Jet and I'm coming for you. So that, that's not happening. Um, but the other thing is, is you cannot go after Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady with that offensive line. You, you can't do it for the same reason that Rodgers was under siege. And Rodgers, you know, as a buddy of mine, Justin pointed out earlier today, you know, Rodgers drops back and, you know, like we saw here. I mean, granted, he was – feeling pressure right away but didn't get rid of the football right away and hung on to it and ultimately takes the sack pops the Achilles and off he goes you know but not that it's his fault but it was a lot of what we'd already seen it's waiting for somebody to you know emerge right you know rather than throwing to the spot and such but I took away last night that the defense is good enough Zach Wilson is probably going to be the guy and there was a couple of arguments made today about different quarterbacks to go and get the one guy that's out there that's needs a resurrection for his career and when he was on a good team actually did well that was Carson Wentz Carson Wentz when he was with Philadelphia now granted Nick Foles won the Super Bowl but when Carson Wentz was playing well early on with Philadelphia he played pretty well and then after that it was Washington and company and he, he was on bad teams you know did okay with bad teams but you know no he's 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 not Aaron Rodgers but at least he can move he's only 31 years old he can go out and move around a little bit and still be good enough maybe on a good team, not to put the ball in harm's way if indeed he is called upon. But my assumption is it's going to be Zach Wilson's team. Um, Pack fan, no, Brady's not coming. He's he's already stated he's not coming. Uh, you make the call, but for two reasons. He's he's hasn't worked out. He's retired. He's done. The second reason is he's not going in the division. After being honored at Gillette, he's, that's not going to happen. So Tom Brady's not coming back. But I – if I'm the Jets, maybe you place a call for a backup of like a guy like Carson Wentz. But that's about it. There's nobody out there. There's no savior out there. You know, that's not going to happen. Um, and then the other takeaway from last night is for, to the opposite side. How bad did Josh Allen suck last night? I mean, if you're if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills, you got to ask yourself. What the hell happened to Josh Allen? You know, I, it just, it was, he, he was terrible. He's terrible. So, <laughs> that's the other aspect of all of this. He was just bad. About as bad as bad can get. So, those are the takeaways from last night. But, you know, I, I think as a, as a Packers fan, all you wanted to see was Rodgers play, play well, or what have you, and play the 65% of the snaps and, that be it but his his uh his his season comes to an end uh Matt Ryan yeah but but again Matt Ryan Joe Flacco all those guys 
that you're bringing up, they're all statues. You can't put them behind this offensive line. You cannot put them behind this offensive line. It was a problem going into the season. Everybody knew it. It it's it it's not happening. It's not going to happen. Um, you got you got something, Grant? I don't even want to share this, Bill, but I I feel like I have to. We have a headline from the Athletic. I'm just going to read this to you. I'm not going to give you any comment. You do with this what you will. Aaron Rodgers didn't like the play calls involving cut blocks and expressed as much to Jets coaches. Sources tell Diana Rossini and Zach. Rosenblatt, who's the athletic reporter for the Jets. During his four dropbacks Monday, New York's tackles tried the maneuver twice, including the play he was injured on. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> is, is that where we're going to go? Is I mean... God. Read that again. Read that again real quick. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this. One more time. We can parse this out. Aaron Rodgers didn't like the play calls involving cut blocks and expressed as much to Jets coaches. Sources tell Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt. During his four dropbacks Monday, New York's tackles tried the maneuver twice, including the play he was injured on. And just for clarification, the cut block is when, and Bill, you tell me if I'm wrong, the tackle just dives low on the pass rusher just to slow him down for a second or two with the idea that the ball's coming out quickly. You're not trying to tie that pass rusher up. You're just trying to slow him down for a sec. Right. And we saw that a couple times early. I guess Rodgers didn't like right. that. Um, okay. I, you know, it, it's I, – I, I mean, I would have to hear if Rodgers said that after the fact – you know what I mean? Or if this was just something that was discussed, you know, during camp or in one of the hard knocks issues or episodes or, or what have you. You know what I mean? If, if this was something that Rogers, you know, has since talked about, like, oh, I can't believe they were doing the cut blocks. I mean, that's what cost me. Then it's like, you got to be kidding me. You know, I, I, that would be like. Um, that would be like going to the pettiest of petty sides so I'm going to at this point in time get give Rogers the benefit of the doubt but if that comes out that he said that like after the game or something to that fact man that that would be that would not uh, that would not bode well that would be that would be there's your Aaron Rodgers if indeed that, if indeed that was true, uh, David Bakhtiari, by the way, had some things to say. Obviously, it's his friend and a buddy and a long, you know, longtime companion. Such, uh, he said, "Congrats to the NFL. How many more players have to get hurt on this artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all the artificial turf for the World Cup coming up. So clearly, it's feasible. I'm sick of this. Do better." basically saying it was the turf that got him, and, uh, and that was all she wrote. Um, which, again, you know, it probably played into it because if you look at his foot, his foot didn't give, and maybe if it was real grass, maybe maybe it does give. But um, I, you know, that, that that's, 
I think I read statistically speaking, like there, there's a couple of stadiums where injuries happen more on specific turf, but also there are certain stadiums in which more injuries have happened. And I'd have to go back and look. I don't know which stadium. For whatever reason, I thought Soldier Field had a lot of injuries, but I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I have to go back and look. But anyway, it's uh, it's uh, now official. Aaron Rodgers out for the remainder of the season. Aaron Rodgers saw a total of four snaps for 75 seconds in the 2023 season after the buildup that he had. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, get your reaction. Get your reaction to all of this, and we'll continue to chat. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you know... I love my fellow windows and doors. Just do. And uh, they're absolutely awesome. This morning I woke up. It was a little nippy this morning. It felt a little like like fall. Now, I know the warm weather's coming back, but it felt a little like fall. I had the windows open. Uh, but I will say this. When I closed them, getting up at about 4.30 this morning because it was only in the 50s, low 50s, uh, that the house was fine right after that. I mean, it was it was pretty nice. And I can't wait for the... Uh, the, the warmer weather to come back and summer to get here. But in the meantime, I'm glad I got the Pella Windows and Doors to keep the winter out because we know fall is coming, winter is coming, and all those months of howling winds and blowing snow and all that crap, uh, I'm going to be okay inside. It's because of that big giant door I put in last year downstairs, and the rest of the house is all sealed up now with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com for the beautification, the restoration, the financial aspect of your home gaining money and value to your home, and not to mention just safety and peace of mind. That's PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9 2023. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steady, second and national in Walker's Point. If you are heading to the ball game again this evening, uh, as the Brewers take on the Miami Marlins game two, uh, head to Steady's. They got the shuttles going back and forth to American Family Field. They're running shuttles out to the game and Badgers games and Packers games and 
when the Bucks and Marquette and UWM and the Admirals and everybody get going, they've always got uh, shuttles going there as well, concerts, you name it. That's Denny, second and national, Walker's Point, good food, great Bloody Marys, award-winning Bloody Marys, and the best wings you're ever going to put in your grill. That's for sure. Um, the Brandon says, does that help or hurt Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers out for the year? Well, it hurts him. Because if he doesn't play 65% of the snaps, then they don't get the first round, uh, the uh, Jets' first round draft choice. It's almost like the Jets knew, you know? By the way, I did respond to that uh, uh, athletic post uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers not liking the cut blocks. And, um, you know, cut blocks are when you go to cut block, and, 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 uh, it's that that's the old terminology for it is cut block okay um it's you know they called it chop blocking back in the day where you're chopping at the knees and that became outlawed but the cut blocks are basically the same thing but you're going down to the ground and all you're doing is you're not blocking anybody you're slowing somebody up and in a pass game, in the passing game, all you're trying to do is slow him down, which means for Aaron Rodgers, if indeed what the Athletic reported, uh, the dislike uh, of the cut blocks and expressed much uh, to the Jets coaches, uh, sources telling uh, Diana Rossini and Zach Blatt and company. But if if, if that's the case, then – they were expecting him to get rid of the football. Cut blocks are – pass blocking is what Bakhtiari does. By the way, I don't know if you saw Bakhtiari's uh, pro football focus grades, and we'll talk about that coming up here in a minute. But if that's the case, then – it's awkward to say, well, then that's on Aaron, but that's on Aaron. If there are cut blocks that are involved in the offensive line, it usually means drop to your knees – Slow the guy down, take off downfield. Get up, take off downfield because you're going for second level. That's usually what cut blocking is. And it's not for them to sustain a block or take a guy down and then he has to crawl and get up and chase the quarterback down after, you know, five seconds. That's not what that is. Cut blocks are you're dropping to the ground, slowing a guy down. Maybe the guy falls. It gives the quarterback a passing lane to get rid of the ball real quick and then boom, done. It's quick hitters. And the fact that Aaron being Aaron hung on to the football, you know, maybe that's uh, maybe maybe that's what contributed, we'll say, to the uh, to the to the injury. I'm not trying to drag Aaron Rodgers. I'm just sharing something that I heard. I was watching the start of First Take this morning, and it was Stephen uh-huh. A. and and uh, Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp said the play was designed to hold up for about two seconds and for the ball to come out. And he had Garrett Wilson open and and. I, it doesn't matter now. Rodgers is out for the year. But Shannon Sharp's point was the offensive line executed. The play was executed. Rodgers just needs to get rid of the ball. And Shannon Sharp was pointing out that sometimes Rodgers likes to hold it a little too long. Again, yeah. I'm not blaming Rodgers for getting hurt. I'm just trying to no. be accurate. But it's like I said, it, it's, are we blaming him? No. But it, did it contribute? Possibly. Possibly. If, if that was the call, play call to two-step drop, chop block or cut block, whatever you want to call it, get rid of the football to Garrett Wilson on a quick out, and he didn't do it, that's on Aaron. 
that's why if this the play is a was little. There, that's on Aaron. Yeah, and that's why this is a little different than what happened in Tampa. Tom Brady loves getting the ball out quickly, and he was behind an awesome offensive line in Tampa Bay. Rodgers loves right. holding the ball, and he's behind one of the worst offensive lines in the world, or Correct. in the in the league, not in the world. Correct. Well, in the world, yeah, there they, because there's not a whole lot of other football teams Same out thing. there that have a much worse <laughs> offensive line, right? Uh, by the way, speaking of the offensive line, a little validation today for uh, David Bakhtiari and for all of us that maybe raised an eyebrow, not really said there's more to, more than this than meets the eye, but kind of raised the eyebrow to say, is there more to this than meets the eye? Uh, David Bakhtiari uh, with uh, numerous dropbacks and zero pressures on Jordan Love. Zero. He graded out one of the highest offensive gradings of the weekend, and uh, David Bakhtiari just, he just does what he does. And so all the worry about him practicing, not practicing and such, um, I think we can kind of put to rest now because uh, he graded out masterfully. Now, you know, maybe it's the Bears. I mean, maybe, you know, you, you face Dallas. It's a whole different animal. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, he graded out extremely high. So Pro Football Focus had him graded out as one of the highest offensive tackles in football, one of the best offensive linemen in football this past weekend. So 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So, uh, you know, there is the, the football side of all of this, and now the Green Bay Packers um, do not get the Jets' first-round draft choice. Uh, looking at the football side, there, the human side of it is we dealt with in the first segment of the program, and I understand that. But that's the only, you know, when you talk about downside on the, the technical side of things is uh, the Packers' first-round draft choice uh, from the Jets is now gone. And it it is what it is. You know, the the Packers are still going to get a higher draft choice, whether it's the third round or second round, depending on what uh, the Jets do and such. But um, but and the other question is, and, and I have not looked at this, and I, I'm assuming that you know maybe some of you have, but remember, Aaron Rodgers restructured that deal, and I hate to go back to to Rodgers and focus in that area, but since it it, it is relatively topical, um, he restructured that deal. And when you look at Rodgers, you know, drawing out and what he is making, uh, he because he was only counting for, I think, uh, what, $74 million of dead cap. And this year, I think the cash payout was like, or the cash show on that uh, was $36 million or something like that. It was, it was a relatively minimal number. The cap hit, I think, was $8 million, 8 or $9 million. But, like, the dead cap, Next year to the New York Jets, should he retire, would be $66 million. $66 million. So, you know, I mean, he could still stick around and not officially retire if indeed he – but but by the time he – because he, he's going to be 40 years old this year. He's going to be 40 years old in December. He would be 41 years old next year trying to come back from a torn Achilles, which they say is at least a 12-month, if not more, um, rehab, which would put him into the age of 42 if he pushes it for that third year on that contract extension. And then the dead cap money would be $49 million if indeed they pay him uh, pay him next year. Uh, so, I mean, they that also – that's the other reason that you can't just go out and get and trade for like a Matthew Stafford because of the salary cap ramifications. And if you do trade for a quarterback that's got a two-, three-year deal remaining, 
you are pretty much in essence saying that the Aaron Rodgers experiment has come to an end as quickly as it, it, it flashed like a comet uh, for hype and circumstance. It then is gone. So there, there's, <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to chuckle, but there's a lot of just ramifications there that the Jets, I credit the Jets, man, they went all in, but it, it, it has ended in just the most disastrous of disastrous ways for them and for Aaron and, and company. So anyway, uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. Uh, and uh, I got a lot of reactions from the weekend around the NFL as well. And we got to talk a little bit about the Milwaukee Brewers and the night they had. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Buckle up. It's all systems go at Potawatomi. Plug in to high wattage play and you could win an all electric BMW i7. Play now through September with your club card. Prize drawings on Thursdays. There's a shocking $800,000 in total prizes on the line, including the luxury BMW i7. It's time to electrify your drive. Only at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. More info at paysbig.com slash BMW. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Terrific place and a big thanks to our friends at Smoke on the Water out on Okachi Lake and uh, Sloppy Joe's Saloon Spoon in Hubertus. Uh, but uh, Joe Hennis did uh, a fantastic job pumping up the motorcycle ride, helping us out, and uh, he's got his own ride coming up that's going to benefit Fisher House, Wisconsin. And uh, that's coming up in the middle of October. Go to the Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon website or the Smoke on the Water website. Find them on Facebook. And it'll give you all the details, but uh, that's the uh, Packers Buy Weekend, and we're gonna be—I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna ride in that. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He always puts on a terrific ride. It's kind of a fall colorama ride, and uh, really looking forward to that opportunity. But we're gonna be out there and supporting Joe because he's done such a great job in supporting us. That's Smoke on the Water and Sloppy Joe's. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. What did Zach Rosenblatt say? Uh, uh, Grant, because you had sent me a, a Twitter uh, that Zach Rosenblatt had said something about uh, the extension of plays. Yeah, so he was one of the two names from The Athletic that was on that original report of how Rodgers doesn't like cut blocking. It was Rosenblatt and Rossini, uh, and he tweeted at his own spin on this. He says, Aaron Rodgers has expressed to the Jets coaches that he doesn't like the play calls involving cut blocks because he can't extend the play, and it forces him to get rid of the ball quickly. Sources tell me and Diana Rossini it failed twice on his four dropbacks. One resulted in a throwaway. On the other, he got injured when Dwayne Brown's cut block failed to stop Leonard Floyd. So it wasn't something that was said last night. It was something that he had already expressed his opinion on. And then it, maybe in the foreshadowing aspect of this, he ends up going down on what's oddly enough one of the cut blocks that he had a problem with. Yeah, sure. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a frustration he had previously. Maybe he said something. Maybe he didn't. It comes out today, of course, after he's hurt. I, right. I think, Bill, the coaching staff would read this and they'd go, yeah, that Aaron, that's the whole point. Our offensive line sucks. Of course, we want you to get rid of the ball quickly. Right. That's the whole point and why we would cut block. I don't know. Right. It's just so I, uh, Rogers it that was, this comes out. It was one thing that we glossed over 
very quickly when it came to hard knocks, when it came to the discussion of Rodgers going to New York, it was that the offensive line just wasn't good. And it didn't matter who you put back there. There's only so much time you have to throw the football and you got to get rid of it. And that's not his forte. So it, it, it turned out to be the biggest story that we didn't talk about. But that, and that's the reason why when people bring up Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. And, now, Brady does get rid of the ball relatively quick, but you can't put a statue back there behind that offensive line. You just can't. You just you can't do it because they don't. It's not a good offensive line. It, it it just it just hasn't been for the last few years. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, bringing us turn kind of turning us around to, to another takeaway from last night. And my four takeaways from last evening was, if I am Corbin Burns, and I'm sitting there and I've got my legs crossed and my arm is out on the back of the bench and I'm watching this game unfold and Brandon Woodruff's out there dealing. I'm feeling good about Woody. I'm feeling good that, you know, one of my guys is alongside me getting the job done the way I did and we're all pitching pretty well and we're efforting towards the postseason. And then I see a 12-run explosion. If I'm if I'm Corbin Burns, I'm I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell do I have to do to get any kind of run support? That, that was my, my takeaway last night was, oh, Woody's dealing too. This is great. And as I, I'd kind of seen that when I was leaving the, the cigar dinner last night, then I saw that there was an explosion of runs. And I'm like, if I'm Corbin Burns, I'm thinking, where the hell is this? What, why can't I get this run support? What is it about the days that I throw that I can't get run support? Now, granted, there's a lot of times he's facing their ace as well. But I, if I'm Corbin Burns, I'm pulling my hair out, man. Just yeah. Cubs won last night too. The Brewers are still three games up, but I'm I'm thinking, man, oh man, oh man, what do you, what do you got to do to get any kind of run support? Because he's just got to be like screaming at this point, like I, I I'm doing everything I can here, and I just I can't I can't get any help. It's ridiculous. But the, the Brewers get a win last night. By the way, that marks their 80th win of the season. I had said 83 wins on the season, so I'm going to be off on my prediction. That's for damn sure. As we say, predictions sure to go wrong. Uh, but the team that's kind of running away with things uh, right now, there's two of them, actually, Atlanta, uh, obviously with 94 wins on the season. But how about Baltimore? 91 wins on the season. Tampa Bay's 89. They've got 89 wins already. But the Brewers got their 80th win of the year last night. 80 and 63 they are. 17 games over 500 right now. And, uh, I, you know, 99.1% chance of going to the postseason. Not of winning the division, but their playoff chances. The Cubs, 87.4 with that win last night. 87.4. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Let's go to Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, how you doing, man? What's going on? Uh, oh, not much. Hey, I had a question for you. I was always told that the reason they have problems and maybe uh, shoes, cleats, the length uh-huh. of the spikes. So maybe because Rogers has been playing on grass for the longest time. Is there a chance? And, and people are afraid to approach him. Everybody said that to tell him, oh, I've been playing this game a long time. I know what I'm doing. Maybe mm-hmm. he had the wrong cleats on. It's possible. I that? mean, it seems, it seems like to me every time we went down to Houston, remember the old Houston Stadium, they used to say that 
that it, you get the wrong cleats on there if you were blowing their knees out. Not saying the new yeah. one, the old. Well, they though. say the same thing and over it, there about the about the Troy too, Daniel. Appreciate the phone call because when you talk about the cleats, I got to run here at the top or getting uh, towards a break. But when you talk about the cleats, uh, yeah, I mean, but but here's the thing, and I, let, let me, we're looking for blame. You're looking for someone to blame. Bakhtiari blames the turf. We want to blame Rodgers for not getting rid of the football. The, the, the cut blocks for only slowing down and not stopping the pass rush. You know, The bottom line is he's a 39-year-old quarterback. He had a calf issue earlier this year, which is an indicative uh, sign, as, as now I find out earlier, you know, earlier today when I'm reading some of these doctor's reports over on Twitter, that when you have a calf issue, it can exacerbate an Achilles issue or hide an Achilles issue, which could have been there. We don't know. So we don't know specifically what was there and what weakness there was in the Achilles. But the bottom line is he's a 39-year-old quarterback. Father time, once he grabs you by the ankles, they usually don't let go. You can fight it a little bit, but for the most part, you know. Um, And he played on turf in Detroit, played on turf in, in Minnesota. Every year, there was always games in which he played that had that field turf. You know, I started thinking about this earlier today. You know, uh, a lot of these fields, even at, I mean, Buffalo has field turf. New York has field turf, both the Jets and the the, the Giants. Dallas has field turf. Um, you look at a, a place like uh, like Cincinnati now has field turf. Um, you start to go through the list of teams throughout the NFL and you think of these stadiums, and you think how many of these teams still have field turf? Like I said, Buffalo does, uh, New England does, uh, Cincinnati does. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or Baltimore do. I don't think. Uh, Dallas does. The Giants do. Um, I don't think Washington or Philadelphia does. But Detroit and Minnesota both do. Atlanta does. Uh, New Orleans does. Um, the Rams do. So do the Chargers. Seattle does. Um, the Raiders have natural grass because that's a dome, but it slides out. Same thing with the Cardinals. Um, Tennessee, no. Jacksonville, no. Indianapolis does. Houston, no. So almost half the teams in the NFL have field turf of some type. So it's not something that he's never played on or doesn't know about. And God, you know, I mean, you have to understand that there's a lot of these shoe. I think he's an Adidas guy, but a lot of these shoe manufacturers, they, they all have studies on this stuff that what does and doesn't work. But I, the bottom line is, I think we're just looking for a blame to blame somebody for what the problem is. But the bottom line is you're talking about a 39 year old quarterback who got sacked, bent his foot awkwardly, and it it popped. It popped. So, anyway. 877-867-1670. Uh, uh, find us. We'd love to hear from you again. 877-867-1670. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by good friends at Point Brewing. In Stevens Point, Oktoberfest right around the corner. Get yourself that fine lager, the Oktoberfest beers. They're all coming out. That's our friends at Point Brewing. Brewing excellence since 1857. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9.30, to have you back the bill michaels show we continue on i gotta say thanks to our buddy james mercado and the gang over at veterans america as they say veterans own the land you defend and they're the top va lender for home buyers they work with so many different veterans on uh, so many of the different facets of home buying whether it's getting pre-qualified a mortgage uh, or re, uh, refinance and such. Uh, sometimes people go to credit unions even thinking they're getting a great deal and it's not as great as what the VA, or excuse me, Veterans American give, can give you. Call James at 262-745-3333. 745-3333. That's 262-745-3333. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the off day today... Uh, as we sit back and now we kind of absorb what happened in week one of the National Football League uh, is what I want to get into coming up here in the the next um, the next hour. But we got and we got Pete Doherty, by the way, the Green Bay Press Gazette coming up here at the bottom of the next hour. So we're going to talk a lot about the Green Bay Packers and the job that they did down in Chicago. But there, you know, I, one of the questions that was posed to me last night was, hey, what were the biggest surprises what was the biggest surprises that you had over the weekend when it came to the National Football League? Um, boy, I, I tell you what, there was quite a few. Uh, I can say, uh, first and foremost, Minnesota losing at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I thought that was somewhat surprising. I think the Steelers getting just their asses handed to them by the 49ers at home uh, in Pittsburgh was surprising. Pittsburgh, or excuse me, uh, the Cleveland Browns beating up uh, because the the teams we thought that were going to be this black and blue division and such, and Cincinnati looked awful. And really, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the Ravens Ravens looked okay. The Ravens got a win over the lowly Texans, but they struggled for a little period of time to do it as well. They were trailing actually, or they were only up by a point at half. And it wasn't until they blew it open in the third quarter that things finally materialized for them. Um, the Packers. Kind of doing what they did, or maybe more so the Bears playing as terribly as they could possibly play. The Rams getting a win in Seattle. The fact the Patriots got a little bit of a moral victory, even though Tom Brady, uh, his return wasn't a triumphant one to Foxborough. But the fact that they went toe-to-toe with the Eagles, and the Eagles just didn't look that damn good, to be honest with you. The Cowboys and what they did to the New York Giants just destroying 
the Giants. Tua throwing for 466 yards and three touchdowns. And the day that he had against the Chargers and going back and forth was just with Justin Herbert. And then obviously last night in the blowing of the Achilles uh, by uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what a first week in the NFL. I just and and I don't know if you were listening to the show yesterday, but Paul Charchian had emailed me. If indeed I didn't score any points yesterday in the guillotine league, it would be a historic low for all the guys that I chose. Every big name guy, a really good team on paper that was put together, scored a total of 13 points. And it was the worst loss. And I was axed subsequently today from the guillotine league. I'm the first one out. But the worst loss in the history of the guillotine league in fantasy football, I took that. I'm I'm, I'm unfortunately the proud owner of that moniker uh, until somebody else sucks worse than I did, or at least worse than my team did. But (laughs) all of that, all of that took place in week one of the NFL. So what a week it was. Uh, what a week of up and down and emotions and fantasy screaming and yelling. And uh, it started off with an incredible game uh, on Thursday night to kick the season off. And we saw the uh, Kansas City Chiefs fall without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones, to the Detroit Lions, who just gutted one out. And Dan Campbell and company just uh, joyful, gleeful saying, okay, this was one of those signature wins coming in here uh, on the night that they raised the banner and everybody's gotten their ring and fighting off the defending champions to get a win on the road in Arrowhead. And then it ends with the absolute deflation of the injury to Aaron Rodgers and a punt return in overtime for a touchdown for the Jets who won the battle or won the war. Or, well, no, won the battle but lost the war. So, man, just what a week it was. What a week it was. All right, let's do this. We're going to step out. Minute and a half. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. What a week in the NFL it was. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Pete Doherty coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk a lot about this Packers win and uh, stepping into week two coming up with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show right around the corner coming up right after this. Stay tuned.